0: Playing the fastest game in town? Welcome to the Daily Search Cast.
1: Featuring search engine analyst Danny Sullivan. Keeping you up to speed and ahead of the game on what's happening in the search engine marketing arena. Each day, join us for a recap of the prior days happening in your world. The Daily Search Cast makes sense of industry stories and sharing off-the-cuff remarks about what happened and what may come. Guest hosts give you a closer look and keep things rolling along with questions. So tune in and keep informed on the latest from Google, Amazon, and search, ask, and other search engines. Join us now for this edition of SearchCast.
0: Here's your hosts. Well, hello everyone. Uh, this is Detlef Johnson with Position Tech, and this is your daily SearchCast for February the 1st. It's a Thursday. And on the line, we've got Danny Sullivan. Hey, hey, Danny, how are how you? How
1: doing? Good. Thanks for sitting in all last week.
0: Hey, it was a pleasure.
1: Excellent. Well, it's good to be talking with you rather than you know we're we're separated and doing it yeah. independently. No doubt.
0: It was fun reading your uh, uh, your travel your travel blog.
1: <laughs> oh, I I didn't do as much as I should. I didn't do much at all actually. I was so busy running around. Catch up on stuff down the line. I always find some little things. But it's been crazy. There's been a lot going on, and I've just been writing like a madman. And I still have more to write, so we're gonna we're gonna run through it. Ready? Excellent. Dive in. Yes. So uh, I thought we'd start off with the big news about Google announcing their um, last quarter's profits. This fourth quarter, revenues are up, everybody's making money, everything's great, but nobody likes Google because <laughs> they weren't as great as they should have been. I mean, they met, apparently, the analyst expectations. They've had, I think, was a record quarter and then lots of money. Uh, in. And, and, you know, but that's the the growth isn't to the degree that people want because they're used to Google being super growth. So part of me thinks, yeah, you got to kind of take a pill and get adjusted on that. It's going to become a regular company at some point. So they've got all their uh, numbers that were out there. Let's um, just talk noise numbers, $3.21 billion in revenues, uh, $1 billion in net income they had um it was that the overall revenues were up like uh, 19% from the previous quarter so there's growth there although i always I always prefer to know the net income growth and they didn't do the percentage and i was too tired to work it out myself but it seems like it was a smaller chunk uh, what else we got? Um, I already talked that the analysts aren't that excited about it. They had a long conference call. You can read a full formal transcript of everything that they had to say if you want to do it, or you can read my uh, really quick live blogging if you want to do that as well. Links to all this stuff, dailysearchcast.com. Find today's episode, and uh, then you'll see links to all this information to give you more more background on it. Uh, I thought it was interesting that they talked about search still being so important, so number one, and um, they trotted out a bunch of things where they said we're great and we're wonderful but they didn't really back any of that sort of stuff up. So that was kind of of interesting. They talked about Google Checkout a bit and how um, their ad revenues have taken a little bit of a hit as much as they could have because they're putting a lot into trying to grow that, but that will probably be a, a key thing for them going forward. Um, things like they expect mobiles could be very strong. Sure, they would love to do television ads, and in fact, they're already experimenting with that and more and more and more. But nothing I really came away with. I thought, aha, now we know everything about Google. But I wasn't really expecting that on that conference call anyway.
0: No, I don't suppose uh, you would ever really expect much of that coming from Googlers. They are pretty. They keep their cards close to the chest.
1: Yeah, it's pretty, pretty quiet and going with it from there. Um, it's, all, it's funny, and um, I think business... was live blogging as well, and I I felt bad because I should have gotten more into it because they actually took the time to go through and say what they weren't saying, and I thought, oh, yeah, I should have done more of that (laughs) because you'd get these non-answers. So, well, blah, 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 kind of like, you know, the parents in Charlie Brown when they would talk, (laughs) they'd always go, womp, 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 (laughs) okay, (laughs) thank you for letting me ask. Right. (laughs) Womp, 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 womp. We're great. Uh, stock is just like tanking right now. It uh, it was it started out around five hundred today. It opened at five hundred and five. It's had a low of five eighty five. It's at four ninety right now. So you know, people are just not certain which way it's going to go. It's going to come back up. It'll be fine.
0: Wall Street's always very hungry, and even though this is an uptick for profit and revenue, man, they're just never going to satisfy the beast. You
1: know? No, they just want. You know, it's got to be super high. It's got to be super high. I'm you know. I'm 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 strong on Google. I don't know where they're gonna go, but I don't know that Walter or anybody else necessarily knows either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, meanwhile, um one of the things I was talking with Google when I was out visiting last week, I had a long talk with um Schumann Ghostman. Oh Schumann, I can't say your last name. Ghostman. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Everybody I know just calls her Schumann. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he's in charge of uh trust and safety. Um, which really, you know, he's sort of like the click click fraud czar. And uh, we talked a lot about, you know, the estimates that were out there, and Google's starting to gear up on this kick of pushing back on some of the click fraud estimates that you hear. We just had some out this week. We talked about them on the show. Hey, we're at a 14% high of click fraud. And, you know, one of the things he was talking about, which he's now put out in some posts on his own personal site, was, you know, these these, these fraud estimates don't measure up in some of the ways that Google will say it. So one of the things in particular he's explaining, which I think is a really compelling argument, is that, you know, a lot of the fraud estimates are based on just looking at IPs. So you might see the same IP address clicking on the same paid link six times and so you you know, out of maybe ten clicks, so you could say, well now we've got sixty percent fraud. But Google filters a lot of that stuff out. And I was actually really stunned about this and I want to go back to some of the companies because I was saying, Well, you mean the companies aren't taking the logging on the clicks that they're doing and then going back and matching that up against the billing reports? And he's like, no, a lot of them aren't. And it's <laughs> like, so if Google's already filtering out a lot of these clicks, then to say you had 60% fraud, well, sure, even Google will tell you a lot of clicks are filtered out. You can, you can log into your pro, You can log into AdWords, and they'll say we filtered out all this sort of stuff. But they're not billing you for that. So you know, to me, click fraud is what's the stuff that you're getting billed for that you know down that, that you shouldn't have been billed for, and in fact that you may have had to request a ref- refund for. So he gets into a little bit of this into his personal blog, talking about some of the issues there, and he also um, he also talks about this thing that Google you're going to watch them start pushing even harder on this is sort of the back button problem, and this is that if somebody clicks on a paid link. Um, the paid link will leave a certain uh, referral parameter in your logs, so you know, maybe tags so that you know it came from a paid link. And then if you go through the site and you go back up, and you go through the site and you go back up, then every time you hit the back button, that registers as if it was a paid link visit. And that, but in reality, it was that they're just going back to the landing page that they got to that you've tagged as being coming from a paid link. So it looks like you're getting a lot of clicks perhaps coming from paid listings when, when in reality none of those are being built. So, and the chat room's going, uh, nuclei is in the chat room, going doesn't Google have uh, have to undermine the third-party tracking? Yeah, yeah, Absolutely you can you can be suspicious about both sides of this and i've always said that when google comes out and they say click fraud is practically non-existent it's in their interest to say that and when a f- click fraud company comes out and says click fraud has had record growth it's in their interest to say that and the truth lies somewhere in between so you know we've had google say may it only be like you know <laughs> say maybe it's as low as uh, 1% or something like that i i think we had you know we got google to kind of say it's probably 2% or, or less or something like that. You've got click fraud companies saying, well, maybe it's 14%. Well, somewhere in between. But where exactly, we don't know. And, you know, maybe everybody will get together and we'll finally agree on it and, and we'll know. And I suppose that's part of the whole dialogue or the yelling or the slapping upside the face that goes on a bit.
0: Yeah, I think you're totally right. The truth is somewhere in the middle. Um, <clears throat> and certainly the uh, click auditing firms have a uh, – and, and uh, Schumann – points it out on his blog post, that they have an interest in, you know, basically giving these high counts. And then, of course, when they analyzed their their processes and said, you know, there's some, you know, you're counting back button issues, you're counting other things uh, that uh, you're counting things that we already have, you know, taken out, yeah. so it's high. But then again, uh, the thing he says, the only solution is to use Google's auto-tagging feature. Did you read well, that
1: part? That, that wasn't the only solution I think you said. I think he was saying that this is one thing that may be helping, but it, it gets more it gets more complicated, and I won't dive into it too much more because there's, there's a lot more stuff to go on with the show. But right. th- the auto-tagging thing he says will help, may help people understand it more. But then the other thing is, you know, when you go back to the truth, lies somewhere in between. So when I was talking with them on some the things, they said, well, actually, in some cases you can't even compare this because what we're saying are figures are based on us eliminating a bunch of stuff. And what they're saying, our figures are based on things that aren't even in the same kind of... It's not even like we're a subset of what they're saying. It's like they may be just two completely different sets sometimes. So like I said uh, on the show last time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive deep longer on this. It's long been on my agenda to go back and through and do it. So right. uh, I just would like to get 2007 to be the year we go beyond... The, isn't it scary? And isn't it going back and forth? And just getting more into the solutions and more into the numbers or whatnot? People are certainly aware that there's there's issues. So, Matt Cutts, by the way, jumps in onto this as well over at Google, and he um he does a little um <laughs> he does a little diagram to try to explain the whole back button stuff and going with it from there. So you can go check that out as well. Um, moving along, Google Finsey which may be an Asian social networking site coming from Google. It's really weird. This was sort of discovered. Google has this program called Google in Your Language, and you can sign up and agree to translate uh, parts of Google into certain languages. And someone discovered that there's this new service called Fency that needs to have language translations done. And when you look at it, the things that have to be translated are, uh, what are you looking for now? Come on, join Fency right now. Join Fency and you'll never be bored. Fancy. Welcome to Fancy. About Fancy. So people are going. Well, what is this social networking? And is this going to be the same thing as, um, you know, is this going to be the same thing as Orkut only, only in Asia? We we don't really know what's happening. But one, I think one uh, one write up. I think this was Garrett Rogers over at Googling Google blog was saying that he had uh, gotten a tip that it was a mix between MySpace and Microsoft Live from someone who's supposedly testing that. So there we are. Well, keep mm-hmm. your Keep your eyes and fences open. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Out on search engine land today, Nick uh, Wilson comes in with yet another article on link baiting stuff. i just got to throw him into a whole column called link baiting. I did not want to do two separate columns because we have the link column already that's been going that Eric Ward is doing, but then Nick keeps delivering stuff on link baiting specifically. So his uh, column today is linking the unlinkable when dig won't work. And the idea is, you know what? you're running a site, it's not a tech site, maybe it's a really boring site, <laughs> maybe you're just not going to be kind of link bait worthy for DIG. There are other things you could be doing that may help you. And he runs through a lot of um, a lot of suggestions on how you may be able to use content or maybe use online tools to be successful with stuff with it from there. So you can go check that out if you're looking for some tips. And he's daring you to come in and throw him out ideas of things that uh, you think are not link bait worthy and he'll find ways to, to try to come up with solutions for you. Cool. Yahoo rolled out that uh, new uh, delete URL feature that you might recall. Yes. And uh, then everybody started getting a whole bunch of questions about it, exactly how it works. So I sat down with them virtually on the telephone yesterday and said, come on, let's talk about some stuff here. And so uh, it was really useful. So I've got a big long article kind of revisiting how you get stuff out of out of Yahoo. Um, I even did a little chart, and uh, the, the summary is I'm saying, okay, you know, you still got robots text. That's what you use if you want to not be crawled at all or not to have a lot of pages included. Some people don't want to be crawled because they don't want the bandwidth. Some people just don't want a lot of pages being listed. They don't really care about the crawling so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and robots text can do both of those. Then you've got your meta robots tag if you use the no index setting, and that's, that will, you'll still get crawled. So you're still going to see bandwidth draw. If that's your concern, you can't use that. But it is a way to just page by page say, I don't want this page to be in there. And that can be useful if, say, like what used to be the case at Search Engine Watch, we'd have print-only pages, and they weren't in their own directory. And there wasn't an easy way to flag all these print-only pages using a robot's text file. So we would just slap meta robots. Uh, no index on them all
0: yeah meta no index is also really useful for dynamic sites because you can apply them to specific te- page templates that uh, yeah absolutely yeah,
1: so you can you can just throw it, and I think that's what we did with our print only page, so you can use that, but we would still get crawled, and some people get confused they're like well. I put on MetaNoIndex and you're crawling me. Well, dude, it's not called MetaRobots No Crawl Me. It's, it's no index. <laughs> They're going to still crawl you. And they have to crawl the page to make sure you're still saying don't index it. They can only tell that by reading the page itself. So anyway, um, in going along, they, um, they uh, this new thing is delete URL. And this is when you log into the Yahoo Site Explorer. You can actually pick out URLs or directories and say, I want those wiped out. And it's effectively a virtual meta robots, no index tag. It works the same sort of way in that it's as if your pages will still continue to get crawled, but even though you don't have meta robots on them, it'll act like it's on them and take them out of the index. And there's some pluses to that. One of the things it can do is it helps ensure that if you have what Yahoo calls thin URLs or what Google calls partially indexed URLs, this is sometimes when your page is still listed because people are linking to you, even though you've said don't list it. Um, This will even get rid of that. So it can really, really Get rid of that whole sort of stuff out of there if you want. The um, other thing is if you just need to get a page out quickly, they're saying this is going to be the, probably the fastest way for you to do it. It will remove your page in, say, 24 to 48 hours. Um, so, you know, you've got to blow that thing out of the water, and you can't wait for them to revisit you and go through the normal process. That should take care of it. Now, there was a, one bit of confusion was, well, do I have to have a robot's text file and a or a meta noindex on the pages if I use delete URL? No. You want to get rid of a page, you can totally do it without either of those other mechanisms using delete URL from within Yahoo! Site Explorer, totally independent. The only thing is, if you only do it within Yahoo! Site Explorer, the page will continue to get crawled. It's going to keep visiting the page, it's just not going to be listing it. But the advantage to that is if you change your mind, you push um, undelete, then the pages will come right back up. In most cases, they say that should have 24 to 48 hours, but they'll return to it. Another thing, now this was over um Andy, moral Andy. We were talking about that my blog log thing yesterday in his contest. Now he's harassing me and on his blog and he's like, Come on, Danny, you do a contest you know you want to do one I know maybe I'll get to it, Andy, hang in there. <laughs> we'll we'll see. But anyway, he gets another mention because when this thing came out he did um did a post and he's like, Delete URL feature, disaster waiting to happen and he says, you know, so you set this thing up and somebody logs into your Yahoo account, they can wipe out your entire site. So I'm like, come on, <laughs> take a pill. Like, first of all, I've got to figure out what your password is, right? You know, Detlev, you, you run search return. So did you authenticate it under your Detlev Johnson account? What is your Detlev Johnson account over at Yahoo? Did you have a search return account? Are you Detlev456? I mean, I don't know what your username is that's associated with that account. And you, and then you gotta if I do guess my password. I still gotta figure out your password. Yeah. Then if I do get through all that, okay, now I can go through and I can wipe out your site, except that that can be reversed. You know, and, and it's not gonna happen right away. It takes twenty four hours, it'll sit there, it'll be pending, so it'll take a little bit of time. So I'm not I'm not panicked about this. Although I did suggest well maybe Yahoo could um, give you like a pin number. Like I, it annoys me like my bank, you know, one of my online banks. After I get logged in, if I want to do anything, I still have to go through and give them yet another piece of code. (laughs) So, you know, of course, I lift up my keyboard to see what's taped to the desk. No, I'm just teasing on that. Um, (laughs) To see what's out there. So maybe they may come up with some other solutions. Anyway, that's sort of the rundown on how the uh, delete stuff works. And, uh, you know, we have some more features that are going with it from that.
0: Oh, I totally love it, Danny. The chart and everything, it's old school, you know, that other (laughs) site you used to do.
1: I got some more charts coming. I'm getting back into (laughs) the charts that love. Uh, I remember them. The only it's, thing about charts this time that I'll do differently is I'll always put them on a date-oriented page. So that like yeah. they're like going, "How come this chart you made in 2001 isn't updated? Because it was like 2001. We're moving on. Oh.
0: It's it's old school and harkens the great old days.
1: Because <laughs> I got to whip through the rest of this stuff because um, we started late and dinner's happening and I've got stuff to write still. And oh gosh, what a day! But anyway, we'll get through it all. Um, my blog log, uh, CEO Scott Rafer has an interview. Liotta did it with him uh, over at uh, Online Marketing Blog, which is kind of nice. He runs through how he got started. He got hooked up with them through LinkedIn, <laughs> you know, hooked up with uh, Eric who started the service and said, yeah, let's get together and do something. Says they've got about 50,000 profiles at the service already if you're trying to figure out. Nice marketing tactic when they launched it. They gave uh, all the feedster 500 people free pro accounts. You know, that's smart. You're going to launch something out there, give all the influencers free access to it, get them going with it from there. Um, talks about uh, how they may be doing some of the other integration, uh, addresses the fact that, yeah, my blog log's been a bit slow, so we're going to try to fix that up and some other things going with it from there. Meanwhile, uh, Jeremy Shoemaker, Shoemoney over at his blog is getting in there, and he's like, here's some things I wish my blog log would do, and he talks about things like, you know, let me not allow links in the comments of my section. And I'm with him on that. It's annoying. People come in, and they're, they're commenting just to drop links, you know. And if I see it when I go in there now, and then I just, like, go history. <laughs> and as I, as I talked about before, you've you got to really be careful because you get deleted off one of these communities. You don't get back in the community. I mean, I can't get you back in my community if I delete you, from what I can tell. So, you know, don't tick off the community, people, unless, of course, you just, you know, I'm going to cruise through and I don't care if they delete me. Some people would do that. But um, he wants the ability to moderate your comments, moderate friends. He wants them to get real screenshots. I agree with that. I mean, you know, come on, don't make it. So I wrote about this when they, when they first got acquired by Yahoo. What a pain it was you had to go through and basically make your own screenshots to go with it from there. Um, what I want is kind of a related feature. I want someone to give me a, a widget or a button in Netscape that will allow me to toggle my blog log cookie on and off because this is terrible. But I need to go into my blog log to check how the community is doing and um, to see certain stats or whatever, so I have to log in on doing that. But then when I'm done... I actually don't want to stay logged into my blog log so that when I show up on people's blogs, my face is all smiling at them. <laughs> and it's not that I don't love the communities. I get a lot of people who are like, oh, look at this, oh, look at that. So I want to go look at it, and then I might be like, eh, that's just not going to fly. I'm not going to write a post about it. And then, like, my shining face is sitting on the blog, and it's like, oh, dude, <laughs> I did turn up. I did look at it. No, it's not going to fly. It's just a bit too much. <laughs> I don't want to hide. So I want to tie it on and off. That's all. Anyway, uh, we got a big Q&A with Stephen Baker. Remember Stephen out from Fast Search? You do remember, Delo.
0: Oh, Stephen Baker, I do. You know, he's yeah, a musician exactly. as well, and we've talked about that. He's...
1: Yeah, so he's, uh, you know, he's been in the search industry for ages. He's over. Uh, he's CEO of Reed Business Search. This is a B2B search engine that's out there. Chris Sherman has a really long Q&A with him. Uh, if you're a B2Ber and you're trying to pick up traffic off a B2B site, this may be a place to go check out. If you're just looking for B2B information, you may want to check it out as well. The site is actually called zibzibb.com. And uh, he talks a bit about why Reed Business got into it, why they are not using just only their own material, but material from other people, and just how the uh, site's been growing with it. Uh, meanwhile, MarchX, their OpenView site, which is all about restaurant reviews, has got a new thing called OpenList. Uh, OpenList is designed to try to give you automatically a summary of different restaurants and things that are out there based on reviews from across the web. So like you can go over and you take a look at W New York, this is not a restaurant, but this is a hotel in that case. And... The open view is, they'll say, uh, W New York is a three-and-one-half-star luxury W hotel. Connoisseurs describe the bed as hard, comfortable, super, and great. (laughs) (laughs) Guests found the service friendly. Travelers said they love the breakfast, the place, the location, the service, the people, the food, the staff, the room. Guests can enjoy yoga and other local activities. Those who recommend it say it's perfect for family and business. So it's automatically taking and picking out what people are saying from reviews and trying to put that, I love it. The bed is hard, comfortable, super great. I guess we'll go with, um, you know, it's a good bed, except for that one person who found it hard. Maybe that was good. Anyway. <sighs> oh, over at Search Engine Land, we've rolled out our partner program. So this is like a paid links program where you can buy your way um, onto the site, get a text link, and then we'll help you rank better on Google. <laughs> cool. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Um, it's a little box, and it's called Search Engine Land Partners, and there are text links that are in there. They're all nofollow if you don't use JavaScript. If you do um, use JavaScript, they're not nofollow, but then the search engines can't spider that, so we don't have to use nofollow in them to avoid any uh, suggestion that we're trying to trick the search engines with it. Basically, we had a lot of people who wanted to advertise on the site. We didn't want to add any more of the graphical ads, the six that we carry. So the text links, way were a way for people to get out there and have visibility and be found, keep the site still kind of speedy. And, yeah, we are using NoFollow for um, the non-JavaScript versions because that's what something like Googlebot could read. And you know, I know there's some debate about it, and I think that's fine. People can have the debate, but that's my choice for the site, and that's what we're going to go with. Everybody can do what else they want with their own site. If they want to fight the G-man, they can do it. <laughs> I'm just going to roll up.
0: <laughs> it sounds really excellent.
1: Yeah, so people are getting going with that. Uh, And then just two last things, and we'll wrap it up for the show. We uh, had the Battle of Sydney. Uh, Both Microsoft and Google took to the air to do some photo shoots of people in Sydney uh, for Australia Day last week, and I just love these stories. Microsoft had a thing called Look Up and Smile campaign. They are giving out prizes to make people come out and dress up, uh, to form images of Australia. Uh, You can see a lot of these pictures that are online uh, to make certain logos, uh, and they're all over the place. So they went out there. They got people all together to do this, took a lot of pictures. Google was saying, well, we're going to fly even lower and get individual people, not just people get all together and they'll make logos. <laughs> but the problem was that they couldn't get low enough. They were denied flyover permission for certain parts of Sydney. And apparently they knew this was likely to happen, like the flight control people said, look, you know, this probably won't come off, but... They sort of gambled with it anyway. So you've got people who are out there trying to show up, and then Google didn't turn up. And you got this one guy. You just you just feel sorry for him. Um, Aaron Schwabel, Um He tried to get back together with his wife, so he, he got this big banner with his initials, heart, her initials, and you know, put it out there to be photographed so he could be up in Google Maps. And you know, six months when they update the data, but uh, <laughs> he he didn't get in there. So I don't know. Try some flowers or something well, else. Too bad. Yeah, so that didn't happen. So anyway, so Google lost that battle. and I thought it was kind of humorous, but Google is going to try to win the battle to go into space. <laughs> um, this is the you know there's the X Prize, which is that content to try to get uh, civilians to build spaceships to go up into space. And right. there's a new one that's going to be starting now that the old one was kicked off. They're trying to raise fifty million dollars. Uh, Larry Page, Google co-founder, is on the X Prize board. Um, <laughs> you want to think. Well, come on, Larry. You don't really need to do the fundraiser. Can't you just write the fifty million dollar check yourself?
0: Paltry <laughs> <laughs> sum.
1: Yeah, exactly. But still, that's fifty million. Even even that might, you know, get noticeable for a billionaire, I suppose, a multi billionaire. Pocket change. <laughs> you know, trade in some stock, anyway. So um, they're going to have a party up at uh, Mountain View at the Googleplex, and uh, that sounds good enough. But you know, John Cusack, who's like one of my favorite actors. Better off dead, you know. I know he's done some other things, but still, Better Off Dead, classic film, oh yeah, um, comedy film. He's going to be there, so like, you know, Matt, dude, I I got to come back out March third. You know, swing me an invite or something. There you go. <laughs> I mean, John Cusack, come on, uh, Richard Branson's going to be there. Going to be a party. There'll be teams and spaceships and stuff like that. Right? I got to put a picture up of that. Um, you know, the Spaceship One model that they do have hanging up at Googleplex. I shot a picture of it, and then I shot a picture of the, um, oh, of the Tyrannosaurus Rex that they have out in front in Mountain View as well. I'll get those back up on deck. I'll give you some time. But that, that'll be the news. And that, uh, we're back on Monday. That be the
0: news? Great. Thank you, Danny. And uh, SearchCast will uh, come at you again on Monday. That was your daily SearchCast for Thursday, February the 1st. Have a good one everybody.
1: The Daily Searchcast is produced and sponsored by Webmaster webmasterradio.fm, the destination for education and entertainment. Looking to boost your competitive edge? Your bottom line, network with your peers, then stay tuned into webmasterradio.fm, where you can listen live or in podcast format to our award-winning exclusive radio shows hosted by the most respected names in the internet world. Hi, this is Susan Bratton, your host for Dishy Mix. Join me Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, and I'll show you why business is entertaining. Webmasterradio.fm, putting you in the front row with unprecedented access to everyone you need to know. Log in now.